Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Burroughs. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I'm a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreasen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Krupus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's Band. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of Positive Autistic. I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift talk show, blogtalkradio.com. Behind you! Stands a symbol of oppression. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. And do you accept the resignation of all of these liars, of all the corrupt? We are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. We take from the corrupt, the oppressors of generations who have kept you down with myths of opportunity, and we give it back to you, the people. Subsidize the armies of other countries while allowing for the very sad depletion of our military. Step forward, those who would serve. For an army will be raised. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The powerful will be ripped from their decadent nest. into the cold world that we know and endure. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. That all changes starting right here and right now, because this moment is your moment. It belongs to you. Spoils will be enjoyed. Radical Islamic terrorism. Blood will be shed. Which we will eradicate completely from the face of the earth. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military. The police will survive as they learn to serve true justice. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. Within the molten core of a dying star. That's hot. From the snow capped mountaintops of Middle Earth. 
orbiting above the Earth in a stolen alien spacecraft. The Graveyard Shift Online Radio Talk Show. Now, strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy. Hello out there in Radio Land, this is Emmy, your illustrious host. Welcome to the Graveyard Shift Live Talk Show. I am your host, Emmy, and what an amazing show have we got in store for you today, my lovelies. Um... First and foremost, I want to uh, give a shout out to our uh, sponsor, Words Take Flight Books, an amazing publisher, and they also offer editing services and a lot more. I'll be playing their commercials in a moment, and you can find out more about them at www.wtfbooks.net. I hope I said that right. Yes, I did. All right, and uh, I also want to give a little shout out to uh, Crackle.com. Um, you know who you are, Crackle. Crackle is a, cre- a, a really, I was going to say a Crackle. <laughs> They're a crackle. They are. They're a Crackle. They're cracking me up. They're a great website. Crackle offers a lot of options in your streaming movie TV uh, enjoyment. They offer tons of options. I mean, if you've never been there, if you aren't a member, you need to sign up. Uh, they've got original movies. They've got um, they've got original series. They have fandom movies. Like right now, they're they, I'm looking at their website right now. They've got Mars Attacks. Uh, they've also got Resident e- Evil Apocalypse, King Kong. I mean, the Peter Jackson version, Jumanji. Uh, so I mean, you know, and and all you have to do to uh, join is register. You don't have an account. You can sign up now. It's free, and it always will be. Um, and you can just fill out the uh, the form there that they have, and that's it. You're done. You're in. And they've got a ton, a ton of stuff for you guys to watch and binge and just to your heart's content. So I want to say hello out there to all of our uh, people watching from Crackle. And thank you, by the way, for all the likes. Well, so here we are. Welcome to Trump land, everybody. How did you guys like that little audio clip that I showed earlier, huh? Where and by the way, I cannot take credit for that. That was done on YouTube. Uh, there's there's a ton of them out there where someone's showing a, a comparison between Trump and Bain. Right now, I kind of feel like I'm Bain with this voice. I just got over a cold, so you know uh, you, you're going to see me drinking mm, water quite a bit. So anyway, you know, and why exactly is this? Why are there so many videos of of uh, and, and that's kind of what we're going to start off at. Why? Are there so many videos of Bain and Trump together? Well, first and foremost, first, before, before I do anything, before I say any more, I must say congratulations to President Donald Trump on becoming the 45th uh, president of the United States of America. You know what? That's an achievement. That's a historic achievement. Not just anybody can, can well, actually, I guess just anybody can become president. Look, guys, look, look. It doesn't matter what you voted for. It doesn't matter what your party is. It really doesn't. We're all Americans. We all, come on, we all love each other. All with bits of opportunity. And we give it back to you, the people. So, you know, you watch, you rather listen to the audio clip. And you can watch, um, if you go on YouTube, not now, obviously, but if you go on YouTube and you can see uh, the clip for yourself, just look it up. Trump Bane. It's all over the place. Just tons and tons and tons of different people that did their own videos of this. And you can see the similarities. It's Yes, there's similarities, but 
I wouldn't go so far as to say Trump quoted Bain. Obviously, Trump probably doesn't even know who Bain is, which you know kind of offends me as a comic book fan and as an American that you should know who Bain is. Anybody should. And speaking of Bain, Trump's Bain was out in force in a global exclamation of force. More than one million people rallied at women's marches in the nation's capital and cities around the world, not just in America, around the world, to send President Trump a very, very powerful message on his first day in office. Quote, welcome to your first day. We will not go away, they chanted. And many of the women came wearing pink, pointy-eared pussy hats to mock the new president. Plenty of men joined in, contributing to surprising numbers everywhere from New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A., Mexico City, Paris. That's Paris for all you that don't speak French. Berlin, London. Prague, Sydney, it's all over. The Washington rally just by itself, by the way, attracted over 500,000 people, according to city officials. And that apparently uh, more than the the crowd at Trump's inauguration, according to the officials, I wasn't there. I don't know how many people were there. Maybe there were more at Trump's uh, crowd. Who knows? If you say there are more, okay. I'm not going to argue with you because I wasn't there. But Get this, it was easily one of the biggest demonstrations in the city's history, and not one single arrest was reported. And, you know, the, one of the, um, the protesters was quoted as saying, we march today for the moral core of this nation, against which our new president is waging a war. And this is, by the way, actress America Ferreira uh, said this to a local paper. Uh, our dignity, our character, our rights have all been under attack. And a platform of hate and division assumed power yesterday. But the president is not America. We are America and we are here to stay. All right. So what does that mean think about all this? Well, first of all, I kind of disagree with her a little bit. First of all, yeah, we are America. All of us, even those that disagree. Yes, even the president is America. We may not agree with him. We may not even like him. We may hate his guts. But guess what, guys? He's an American just like you and I. Um, and he's a president. He got. He was able to do it. Maybe not liked it, but he did it. And obviously this guy represents something very powerful. This guy represents a very big group of people that think the same way he does and acts the same way he does. And again, it may not be what you like, but there you have it. It's right there in our faces. So we can't deny that it exists anymore because it does exist. And it, it because it's right there signing bills into law gang. And, you know, you might think to yourself, gosh, I mean, what am I going to do now? What are we going to do as a nation? How are we going to fight this? Well, let me tell you how you can fight it. You can fight it by being active. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. If you don't like the fact that this guy's the president and you want to do something about it in a nonviolent way, and by the way, that's what I personally promote, nonviolence, big, big supporter of Martin Luther King, um, you know what? Find out what protests are going on in your area. It is a very, very legal an American thing to protest. I did not say riot. I did not say riot. I know a lot of you out there are going to say, Amy, don't tell them to riot. I never said anything about rioting. I didn't say go break in the stores. I didn't say go steal stuff. Okay. I said protest peacefully. Okay. There are groups out there that do that. And if you want to be a member, fine. And guess what? If you don't want to do that, and if you support President Trump, 
There are groups that are that way too. You can join them and you can join them and in support of President Trump and do a counter protest. How about them apples? So you can go both ways. That's what's so great about this country. No matter what you believe, no matter what you think, you can express your beliefs and your opinions. How about that? So from one president to the former, President Obama. Oh, man. Did you guys see the feet of that inauguration? (laughs) Did you guys see the part where um, Trump's wife, I forget, Melania? where she gave a gift to, to, to Michelle, Obama, the first lady, or the former first lady, I guess. Oh, it's going to be so hard to say that. And did you see Michelle's face? She was like, what, what the hell do I do with this? I don't It's out there. Look, I kid you not. Look for um, Michelle Obama. Uh, no, look for Melania Trump gift Michelle Obama or something like that. It is hilarious because it is so obvious that Michelle's like, what? the hell do I do with this? And you know you you know what it probably is, right? She's going to open the gift box when she gets home. And it's like a totally like it's it's the the type of box you would expect from Melania. It's very pink, little white lace ribbons on it. And you know, she's probably going to open it when she gets home and it's going to be a little note saying, "Help me." So, you know, no, no, I can't. I can't. No. I'm sure she's very happy with her husband. That's a very rich man. Except not right not now anyway. He doesn't have access to his billions of dollars. Or maybe he does. Who knows? We are told he doesn't. We don't know. Anyway, back to President Obama. So, you know, you know, he he did say farewell. It was very a very peaceful transition. Um, it was very bittersweet for many people. Um, and now he's a private citizen. And <clears throat> excuse me, he tweeted Friday morning, just hours before Trump's inauguration, that it was quote. Oh, it's been the honor of my life to serve you. You made me a better leader and a better man. I won't stop. I'll be right there with uh, you as a citizen, inspired by your voices of truth, justice, good humor, and love. So there you go. That's what he said. And he also, uh, by the way, directed followers to his new website for the uh, Obama Foundation. So that's, once again, that's another way that if you are a liberal and you support what President Obama stood for, you can go visit that website. It's Obama.org, where he compelled people to continue their dialogue with him about what matters most to the nation. He encouraged people to hold fast to their belief in themselves to create change. So, you know, um, it was really like when they got in that that helicopter and it just took off, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is really happening. You know, they're really leaving. And um, I got to tell you though, of anyone in that inauguration that I was watching Hillary. Oh my God. Did you see Hillary's face? She was absolutely devastated. Devastated. I mean, she was like, oh, the, the blog talk radio crowd can't see me when I'm doing this, but, or if you can, great, whatever. Uh, she was like, like that, you know, like, oh, okay, this guy's president, whatever. I can't believe these idiot people Voted this guy president. And Clinton, did you guys see Clinton checking out Melania? Did you? Because, oh my God, is it Melania? Is this the wife's name, Melania? Or is it, I don't know, is it Vanka or Melania? I forget what her dog on the, I was probably saying her name wrong. Um, watch, watch. Donald, first lady. 
I said her name wrong. Wait, no, it is First Lady Melania. Yeah, I'm right. Okay. By the way, guys, um, you can go if you go on the White House's website right now. Um, you can go there, and it's already, it's already like fashion for Donald Trump. They removed all the mentions of climate change, all the mentions of LGBT, everything that used to be there. They removed it, which is to be expected, of course. Of course, they're going to do that. All right, all right. So enough politics. Enough. Well, and that was the news anyway. So, what is going on with uh, the comic book world, with the movie world? What is going on with that? Well, how did? What if I told you that in your future, I foresee many, 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 a movie of King Kong versus Godzilla? How would you like that, guys? Well. Right now, cinematic universes are big. You got Marvel, you got DC, you've got the Underworld as a very mini miniature version of that. And it's not just the superheroes. Starting um, in 2014, Warner Brothers had been building this uh, shared universe focused around Godzilla and King Kong. And they will clash in the near future, but for right now, the groundwork is being laid with their solo movies. So we already did Godzilla which was amazing movie, beautiful, I loved it. And now we've got Kong Skull Island nearing release. And it's been revealed that the world that the giant ape and his fire-breathing reptilian cohort live in is officially known as, get this, Monsterverse. Now, at a very popular website, uh, geek website, I'm, I'm not going to give their name because I, quite frankly, they're not aware that I'm saying this, so. Um, they noticed that on the back of new Kong Skull Island toy merchandise packaging, Monsterverse is labeled in large letters at the bottom, providing an official name for the franchise. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to say the name. Sci-Fi Ed was the name of the website. What are they going to get mad at me for? I'm giving them credit. Given that the primary draw of this franchise is seeing gigantic deadly creatures fighting for supremacy, Monsterverse, and I agree, it's a fitting label. Now, Here's the thing. This is not the same shared universe that is with the other monsters of Universal, like, you know, Frankenstein, the Mummy, Wolfman, Dracula, okay? Um, now, it, you know, this is just for King Kong and Godzilla, okay? Uh, now, while Godzilla and Kong are the main rep, the main creatures representing this particular shared universe, they're not going to be the only deadly creatures walking the Earth in this continuity. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Godzilla, the eponymous creature had to fight with Mutos, you know, massive unidentified terrestrial organisms in San Francisco. Um, now, we don't know what he's going to fight in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the next movie coming out. Uh, but in Kong, Skull Island's case, the island where the gorilla resides is also home to a number of weird creatures, including, as John C. Riley's character calls them, skull crawlers. Um, in 2020, Godzilla and Kong are going to bump fists, and then we're going to see the get-down of all get-downs as those two go at it. I mean to tell you, I am really looking forward to that. So then Kong Skull Island's coming out March 10th, and then March 22nd, 2019, Godzilla King of Monsters is coming out. And that's not too far away. When we got, we're in 2017. That's, that's only two years from now. That's not so bad. So there you have it. All right, so from giant apes to short, stubby uh, 
cranky old mutants. <laughs> it's talking about universes too. Logan is coming out. The Logan uh, movie, which is supposed to be Hugh Jackman's, excuse me, final outing as our favorite cranky mutant X-Men. We just discovered, we found out, we as a geek community, that Logan takes place in 2029, the year, six years after the epilogue of X-Men Days of Future Past. But more important is where it's set. Now, according to Hugh Jackman, Wolverine doesn't merely have a different look and feel from the rest of Fox's X-Men films. It takes place in a different universe. Quote, when you see the full movie, you'll understand. This is Hugh Jackman's quote. Not only is it different in terms of timeline and tone, it's a slightly different universe. It's actually a different paradigm, and, and that will become clear. It's a standalone movie in many ways, he added. It's not really beholden to timelines and storylines of the other movies. Obviously, Patrick Stewart was in there, so we have some crossover, but it feels very different and very fresh, according to him. So we'll see what happens. Now, this opens some interesting doors, guys. This opens some interesting doors. Because if this is in a different universe, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that um, we're going to see a uh, like a storyline where somebody um, went back in time again and changed everything in the days of future past to change the, the future? So with did him doing that create this alternate? Because you remember, I'm going to use the Back to the Future uh, example. You guys remember in Back to the Future, right? Where Doc Brown explains the um, the timelines. In fact, if I can, I'll, I'll, when we go on break, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find that audio clip for you guys where he explains the timeline. Okay, he explains how it splits and creates alternate times. Just the fact that Marty went back in time creates universe A and universe B. And well, Wolverine went back in time. So already there was still that universe of him in that in that history or whatever, that timeline of the crappy timeline of the Sentinels. So that's what you want to call it, universe A. And then when he goes back in time and changes stuff with Mystique or whatever, that's universe B. Well, who's to say a universe C didn't pop up? And then that universe C is where we see the Logan movie set in. Now, if I remember, excuse me, if I if I am to go further with this, I seem to recall that in the Logan trailer, they're showing, by the way, thanks for all those likes, guys. I really appreciate it. I seem to recall a little girl showing up, and she is supposed to be a mutant. Now, I'm curious about this. Does this mean that there are no more mutants, that there's no mutants whatsoever? And, um, I mean, who knows what I guess we'll have to see, and... Uh, Um, okay. Sorry, guys. I had to refresh something there. So are, are there any more mutants other than her and Logan? And the Patrick Stewart character is interesting, too, because Patrick Stewart shows up. Now, I think he shows up as more of like Wolverine's conscience. I don't think Professor X is actually present in the movie. Um, or if he is, I mean, it's very strange. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Logan is taking care of him and is but see, I don't think if it's that far in the future, I don't think Professor X would really be alive. 
So I really think we're talking, we're looking at more of a mental projection of, of Professor X than we are an actual um, Professor X being there. So we'll have to see what happens. So uh, Logan opens March 3rd, and it stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Richard E. Grant, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, and a slew of other people. So, um, okay, so I'm going to go on break real quick, guys. And when I get back, I'll continue the comic book news, and um, and we'll go from there. So just uh, let's see here. What shall I play for you guys? Oh, here we go. So just hang in there, guys, and I'll be right back on the graveyard shift. This is Emmy. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 2. Welcome to Trump land. I'll be right back. Put your warm feet on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Anything's possible in marketing and promotions land. 
Yes, <laughs> that's the spirit. Get it? Spirit? Yeah, I get it. So, I uh, noticed you having a tough time finding something good oh, to read there. Yeah, I can't find a good book, really. Engages me as a reader, and, uh, well, most of the books I've been reading aren't really that good. Stories are all the same, kind of like they come out of a factory. Actually, Emmy, you're not far from the truth. Nowadays, most publishing companies fall prey to the formula book trap. Instead of taking a chance with new, talented authors, they play it safe and give their writers a formula to stick with and make it so that most of the books look and feel the hmm. same. Really? I guess that's true. I often have a hard time telling one author's book from another sometimes. Well, what if I told you I have the answer to your problem, Emmy? Well, I'd have to say you're falling without a parachute, mysterious No, no, not spirit. falling, flying! Because that's what words are supposed to do. They're supposed to take flight in your mind. Words Take Flight Book has words discovered the real formula. Words Take Flight Book, a publishing company that covers writing and editing for everything from mainstream magazines and independent comic books to Fortune 500 companies wow. and regional not-for-profit organizations, as well as working on a movie and book or two. It sounds like they have got a great... Selection. Oh, you're flying. Words Take Flight Book changes writers and readers' shared perception of themselves. Cool. You know, I always thought I would be a good writer, too. Maybe I could... Uh, nah. Hey, don't give up. Keep flying. Because on the publishing end, Words Take Flight Book is giving a voice to new and established authors just like you. Visit Words Take Flight Book. Yeah, I think I will. Thanks, Inner Reading Spirit. I'm going to do just that, and uh, how do I visit them? www.wtfbook.net Okay, so that's www.wtfbooks.net www.wtfbooks.net Cool. Wow, they do have a great selection of books. Awesome. Words take flight books. Denying limitations, define perception. Wow, words take flight books. Denying limitations, define perception. I get it. Broadcasting live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host. Abby. True 
quit or travel in your future when you hit level 30 and you get your travel form. You will never be a rogue, always healing and crying about your class. Hunter! You will want every single weapon in the entire freaking game. You don't need anything but your pets and a min scatter shot and then bang death. Me! You think you're almighty with your epic staff with arcane power and a Zandalarian hero charm. The only problems will be rich you present. You will be nerfed by every single glitch you pass. That's the world of work that you play. 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 Rogue! 50% of your server will be composed of rogues who roll their class to be cheap. You should not worry because you can't one-shot someone without any kind of skill. Preach. You think you're a shadow priest, but you will be forced to be a healbot in your raid. You should prepare to jump off a cliff when suddenly everything is your fault. Drawman. You are the most overpowered class. All you have to do is cast Frost Shock to win. Remember to keep reincarnation up and it will take 10 alive. I am shot to take you down. That's the world of work that you play. 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 You think you have these skills because you raid all day and night or you have finally grinded to Grand Marshal or to High Warlord And you may have epic gear so you can rank all your friends that you spend too much time playing the stupid time consuming game And just because you have to trigger only shows that you have no life and it will be useless in the upcoming expansion pack So I suggest you go outside and ride your bike off in a pool or play with kittens so you get away and do protective work Oh was I? Warrior! You might have incredible strength and you can probably pwn somebody's face But you are worthless without a priest you are destined to raid for all your life. Paladin. You strike fear into the hearts of the horde simply using your hammer and bubble wars. You think that you are a warrior, but you will always be that guy who never heals. You should be able to kill someone with a 10,000 damage shadow bolt crit. If I were you, I'd join a guild and always raid. Never, 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 never leave my house again. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. That's the world of Warcraft that you played. Come on, guys, sing along. That's the world of Warcraft that I played. That's the world of Warcraft that you play. All right, welcome back, gang, to the Graveyard Shift Radio. Or, well, that used to be the when we were on radio. Sometimes it's hard to forget that. Welcome to the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, guys. Uh, second half, uh, last half of the show tonight. Once again, season eight, episode two. Welcome to Trumpland. Welcome to Trump land. Sad. You're all sad. I can't believe that you're listening to me. Oh, my God. Stop it. I'm the only one talking. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Once again, I want to say a uh, shout-out. And, th- and thanks to our business sponsor, Words Take Flight Books. I'm sure you guys heard the commercial. The actual video of the commercial, if I do may say so myself, is much better than the audio. Um, if you go on YouTube, just look for... Look up Words Take Flight Books Commercial, and I mean, it should take you right to it, and it, you'll know you're right there because you'll see me acting. So uh, there you have it. By the way, if some of you are listening to us and wondering, Emmy, why you keep talking about your video feed, I don't see it. Well, if you don't know by now, 
You can open a new window and go to bidchat.com slash graveyard ship. That's bidchat.com slash graveyard ship. Or if you're looking at, like, I know a lot of our uh, fans listen on their um, mobile devices. So all you have to do is go to the App Store, the Google Play Store, and look up BidChat. That's B-I-D as in dog, C-H-A-T. And it's an app. It's free. You just join. Joining is free. And BitChat's a great network app, actually. They have a ton, not just ours. They've got a ton of shows on there. And it's all kinds of different shows. They've even had celebrities that have their own talk shows from the Teen Wolf show. My wife is a huge fan of Teen Wolf. She's been binge-watching it like you wouldn't believe. And anyway, you've got – now, I don't know if there's the Teen Wolf guys are still doing shows, mind you. But I, they should still have some of their videos up there. If you go to BitChat, you can look it up and uh, see what they have to offer. So – uh, it's really, really cool website, guys. Really cool. All right. So before I go any further, get back on topic here, I wanted to give a brief update. Um, you know, in our in our show, we we tend to update a lot of causes or um, little pet projects that we feel very close to, and we have fans and friends of the show that are close to. And one of them is the North Dakota um, pipeline protest. Well, there's actually been some very, I hope positive progress on this because uh, there's a recent uh, news story that came out, uh, in fact, came out today that uh, the Sioux Tribal Council on Saturday formally asked hundreds of protesters to clear out of three camps near its North Dakota reservation, uh, which was used to stage months of sometimes very violent protests against the proposed Dakota Access Pipeline. Now, I should say the violence did not come from the protesters. It came from the uh, authorities that were there, and they antagonized the protesters. I won't go any further than that. The Standing Rock Sioux Tribe on Friday unanimously passed a resolution calling for the camps to be dismantled. Um, the tribe has been encouraging protesters to go home since the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers agreed to an environmental review of the $3.8 billion project in, this, in December. Despite earlier discussions about alternative sites, the resolution made no provision for relocating the estimated 600 protesters, which, by the way, include non-Native environmental activists and Native Americans from outside the tribe. Uh, there's a quote from uh, Standing Rock Tribal Chairman David Archibald II, who said, uh, the pipeline fight has moved beyond the camps and our strategy must evolve with the process. The council said heavy snowfall in the area had raised the danger of flooding, and this week's clashes with police could imperil the environmental review. So we wish our friends well in this struggle. Um, I know they're they're having a hard time, um, but man, I wish them the best. I hope that they win in the end. And really, them winning is us winning, guys. You know, because it, we can't just drill everywhere. We really can't. It's I realize that a lot of you out there think, look, you know what? We got to survive. And if this means drilling through sacred land, so be it. Well, you know what? What if it's your sacred land? If it's your house, and you know, well, anyway, that's speaking of drilling and going to somewhere different. How about Mars? Well, how would you like to live on Mars? How many of you? Well, I know many of you recently probably want to. Well, a group of researchers have just done that. Not the actual Mars, mind you. They're beginning their eight-month mission on quote-unquote Mars. On Thursday, six crew members entered a geodesic dome that's going to be their home on Hawaii's Mauna Loa volcano for the next eight months as they live out a simulated mission on the Red Planet. This marks the start of a mission funded by NASA to help the space agency figure out how people might behave during a real long-duration trip to the Red Planet. 
Um, University of Hawaii was quoted as saying during the eight-month high seas mission five, the crew will perform in Brian Ramos and PhD candidate in astrobiology Samuel Paler and freelance researcher James Babington. Now, granted, uh, high seas is not the only Mars simulator out there. The Mars 500 simulation, for example, isolated a crew of, of people for more than 500 days um, and to see how they behaved and worked together. So um, we'll see how that works. And, you know, I'm going to say something a little bit more about this. This is, guys, we're, this is a process, okay? You know, when we did uh, the Mercury 7 project way, way back in the 60s, um, it was, um, uh, 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 actually, it was before that. Um, no, it was in the 60s. I'm sorry. You know, it, it was unprecedented. Truly, no one had ever done anything. Like, well, Russia did but not to the extent that we did. And, you know, there was a big space race going on. And, you know, to kind of piggyback on that a little bit, um, kind of an interesting little tidbit, I actually did for a period of time have um, retired senator, and he passed away, John Glenn, uh, scheduled to be on a guest on our show. But unfortunately, he became very ill, and he, he actually couldn't speak very well. So they, they called me and they, and they had to cancel, which was very sad. Not, I mean, of course, it was sad that he had to cancel, but it was more sad that he was getting ill. But um, one of the things that kind of gave me very much pride in our show is that he said he actually listened to the show and that he thoroughly, he quote, thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, I'm very happy that he did. And, and um, you know, our, always our goal with his family. That man did so much. Uh, Godspeed, John Glenn, indeed. And anyway, getting back to what I was saying about this Mars thing, it's, it's getting when this happens, it's going to be in our lifetime. I, I don't have any doubt of it. And, you know, my children right now are little, they're going to experience it as probably young teenagers. It's going to be like our moon mission, basically, like what, our, what the moon mission was to our parents, the Mars mission is going to be like that for us. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. So from the moon to the zombies, what's going to happen? Walking Dead is coming out, and there's a reckoning. And by the way, before I go any further, I would like to apologize. I wanted to give a shout-out to Holden Strianez, who was the person who provided the music in the background of the Words Take Flight uh, commercial that you heard. Um, he also gives us a lot of the music that you hear today. The World of Warcraft song was actually done by Ian Beckman. And I'm, again, I'm sorry I didn't mention that earlier. just want to give credit where credit is due. And the Cheeseburger song was uh, Easy Street Band. I want to look them up. So, getting back to Walking Dead. Now, Negan is a bad, bad dude, man. He's been reigning as the big bad guy for pretty much the most, the majority of the season. And, you know, everyone's wondering, well, what's going to happen when the season kicks off? Well, as far as Daryl is concerned, Norman Reedus says he wants revenge and he's ready to fight. Um, he told... Uh, an entertainment magazine that when he goes back, when Daryl goes back in this last episode or when he goes back in that last episode and he hands Rick back his stuff, it was like, let's go, let's go beat this guy up. Let's go take what's ours and fight this monster. So, I mean, he's in kill mode. And now as viewers know, Daryl's story arc in the season seven has not been easy street. Get it. Instead, it was spent largely stripped, tortured and left in a dark cell alone with the guilt of his part in Glenn's brutal murder. Um, Reedus was quoted as saying, I feel like he spent his time in the hole thinking about Glenn and thinking about Abraham. Quote, he took it very personal and felt like it was his fault and that he was deserving what he was getting. Now, 
that Daryl's been reunited with his brother from another mother, Rick, and the rest of their family, he's ready to fight back. So Reedus also, by the way, spoke on Negan's power status within the show. He was quoted as saying, I think you're going to start to see a little fear in that bad guy's eyes. He's been walking tall long enough, wielding his little toy bat around. Time to bring him down the notch. Um, I'm sure that's a sentiment many fans share. So uh, when asked to describe the next eight episodes of The Walking Dead, Reedus kept it short and sweet, saying fitly loud. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> and from one Terminator to another. How would you like the man himself to return to the Terminator franchise? Well, it's going to happen more than likely, hopefully. James Cameron, who pioneered the rise of the machines alongside Arnold in the Terminator and T2, is officially returning to reboot, to reboot and finally conclude the franchise. <coughs> Excuse me. A very uh, well-known entertainment magazine reported Friday that as the rights to the Terminator franchise will revert back to Cameron in 2019, and he's in early talks with Deadpool director Tim Miller, who is not returning for the sequel to that comic book they smashed it, to helm a reboot and conclusion of the franchise. According to sources, Skydance producer David Elian will fund an exploratory committee to revive the franchise once Cameron regains the rights. In addition to fleshing out the story with Cameron, Skydance also looks to assemble a team of science fiction authors to work on the project. This news comes on the heels of the poorly received fourth Terminator film, Terminator Genesis, which grossed $90 million domestically in 2015. So with Terminator Genesis's lower-than-expected box office returns, future of the franchise is kind of unsure up in the air. Now, it seems that Skydance is determined to just finish, include the franchise, Cameron back at the helm. Uh, the magazine reported, uh, disclosed that it's not yet known how deep the reboot plans are, whether it's a total reboot or picking up after T2, the last film, in the franchise directed by Cameron. We'll just have to wait and see so getting to um have you guys seen the uh how many power ranger fans are out there i know i'm one well i gotta tell you i've seen the new the new trailer it looks awesome i think they're gonna i think they've got something there and um you know we've got this 25 years after we saw power rangers um uh, that seems a little bit odd that it was 25 years. I can't believe that. It, it Maybe 15. I think that article may be incorrect, maybe not. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, you got to see it. It's really cool. Uh, it's very gritty. Uh, well, it's gritty, but it's also you know, fun. Um, they really, like, if there was going to be kind of a of a show made into a movie this is the way to do it and you know i think what a lot of people don't realize is the power rangers are not are not how do i put this they're a cookie cutter type of show if you live in japan then it's the same type of show that you always see um in fact in Japan, um, the, the Power Rangers are called Super Sentai, and there's a, a whole ton of them. I mean, there's Super Sentai, there's um, uh, it a Super Sentai Henshin, uh, there's uh, Go Go Kiger, um, but you know, basically, and then of course you have Common Rider. These are all shows that are very similar. That are they have these 
uh, teens and brightly colored uniforms doing martial arts and doing some butt kicking. So Power Rangers was not the is not the first one. There were many, and for Saban to take that and turn it into something that kids in America liked was quite frankly brilliant on his part. Um, you know, similar to what Four Kids Entertainment did with Yu-Gi-Oh. And I know a lot of you out there hate Yu-Gi-Oh and hate Four Kids Entertainment, especially what they did to One Piece. I know I did. But you know what? You cannot deny that Four Kids did the right thing with Yu-Gi-Oh. I honestly, I've seen the original Yu-Gi-Oh episodes. I can't see them done and dubbed in a, in, in a typical anime format in English. It just doesn't it wouldn't click with kids here. I mean, I, I tried showing it to my kids and they just, they didn't like it. Then I showed them the four kids version. They loved it. And it's different. They did with Pokemon. Four kids didn't. I don't think they did Pokemon. Um, God, I hope not. Uh, Pokemon was done perfect. I mean, they just, they did that beautifully. So that was done very well. And there you have it. All right. So guys, that's it for the show tonight. Um, once again, I want to give a big shout out to our friends at crackle.com. Um, I want to, you know, if you haven't joined the website yet, it's free to join and you can see all the cool movies that they've got there. Everything that they've got to offer. All you have to do is go to crackle.com, C-R-A-C-K-L-E.com and sign up and tell them the graveyard shift sent you. So to all my fans at bigchat.com, and to all my fans at Blog Talk Radio, I want to say thank you for listening today. Share the episode with your friends. Tell people about this show. This show is going nowhere but up, guys. Um, I will be featuring an upcoming interview very soon with a very legendary figure in Tampa named Dr. Paul Bearer, too. I am very excited about the surprise. Um, this is going to be in February. We're going to be doing a live feed from Dr. Paul Bear's Castle Dungeon. And we'll also be doing several little skits and stuff with him. Look him up on Facebook, guys. Show him some love. Dr. Paul Bearer, P-A-U-L-B-E-A-R-E-R. Um, and you'll probably see him on my friends list, which you can find me on Facebook under Emilio Diaz. That's E-M-I-L-I-O-D-I-A-Z. Or you can just go directly to Facebook.com slash E-M-I-D-A. S-H-O-G-U-N. Send me a friend request. I'll add you as long as you're nice. Behave. And uh, you can join the Graveyard Ship group page on Facebook too. Just look it up and send me an invite. So gang, that'll be it for right now. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening in and watching in. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift. And gang, I'm punching up for the night. See you next Saturday. Be here Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com slash the Graveyard Ship. BidChat.com slash Graveyard Ship. Catch you later, guys. I'm out. Peace. You feel that universe? That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic, awesome episode of The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard shift and our Twitter feed. Hashtag Emmy Shift Show. To stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, shifties, we're punching out.